0: Welcome to the Albany Hunter Studies. Now welcome your host, Jenny Pawnee, and his lovely wife, Tracy. I hear she's a lovely girl. <laughs>
1: Everybody and welcome to this edition of Hillbilly Horror Story. I forgot which one it is. So I think it's 21. So I think so. So 21, which is pretty cool because I just realized that after last week we've done uh, 10 episodes with Ricky and 10 episodes with Tracy. So we're at that, uh, it's, it's hard to believe it's been 10 with Tracy because it seemed like it kind of flew by. So I guess that's a compliment.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate it because you usually say it's like uh, 10 episodes uh, underwater. Or something like that for eternity or something stupid. So, I guess I'll take that as a compliment.
1: So, what we're doing, um, we started off with little John Lennon starting over. It's a brand new year, so it's kind of what we're doing is starting over. But, that's not so much why we played it as the fact that there is actually some paranormal stuff going on with that song. And uh, a lot of you, unless you're just a hardcore John Lennon fan or a Beatle fan, would say, Oh, what the hell could be paranormal but that lame-ass song? Well, hold on, baby birds. I'll feed you. (laughs) <laughs> and second of all, don't you ever call John Lennon's songs lame-ass because they're not. So, with that being said, I'm going to play a part for you. Now, keep in mind, John Lennon was killed in 1980 by Mark David Chapman. He was assassinated. Now, when this song came out, it was on the album Double Fantasy. It had just come out uh, just a couple of days before the assassination. The song was starting to be played, and... There's a little something in the song that you probably wouldn't know was there unless you were listening for it. And I'm going to play this for you. You're going to hear some drum beats. You're going to hear the music kick in. And as soon as the music kicks in, you're going to hear a voice that sounds like if you were in an airplane terminal or like a bus terminal, a voice coming over the uh, intercom. And you're going to hear this like a woman say, late at night, you're going to be killed. Mark David... So pay attention to that, and I'm going to play it and see if you can hear that. So I don't know if you could hear that or not, but once again, it sounds like it says late at night you're going to be killed, Mark David. And he was killed by Mark David Chapman, and it's funny because, like I said, this was already out. And if you talk to Yoko Ono, she says, or any of the producers for that matter, they said they have no clue what that is. That wasn't something they put in the song. So it's just like something that just kind of magically appeared. So we uh, thought we'd start off with a little something on that to kill two birds with one stone, get a little paranormal, and uh, get a little John Lennon. And anytime I can get some John Lennon, then I'm going to do it. Um, Once again, I want to give some big thank yous for you guys. It was a great end of the year. Uh, for us and and we've got a lot of good things uh, set up for this coming year it's funny i had a buddy of mine ask me he said are you are you running out of things to talk about and i'm like uh my problem is i've got like 30 things i want to talk about and i only got one week to do it so we keep coming up with new things and i'm so excited to get them all to you i just absolutely love this stuff and i love having an opportunity to have an audience to be able to sit and tell these things to you and we get this positive feedback more itunes uh, reviews and Uh, Stitcher now we're we are now on Stitcher so you guys that listen on there please give us some reviews on there as well Uh, that really helps getting the show going and we thank you for your positive emails and and uh, and reviews on these things
0: absolutely you guys keep them coming we appreciate it
1: we also appreciate all you listeners from uh, the United States and around the world so we give a couple of shout outs like we do every week Uh, Moni Alonzo from Boise Idaho And then we're going to give us some more uh, foreign listeners. David Moore from New Zealand. Thanks for listening, David. Again, I will probably screw these names up, but it looks like Sihoon Oh from South Korea. And then we got Rosie Suelo and Charlene Alejandra from the Philippines.
0: Nice, guys. That's awesome.
1: Well, We're going to jump right into the story this week because I have, I think, from probably the first or second episode we've been talking about doing this one, why it's been put off, I really have no idea because it's probably one of my favorite all-time stories. And it's actually listed as uh, the, mo- the the best ghost story in American history. So, yeah, it's
0: pretty interesting. Um,
1: it's uh, And you're going to see there's a lot of twists and turns in the story. There's a lot of different, uh, I won't say versions, but we'll say little variations of the story. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you uh, the most popular version, and then we're going to talk about... Uh, I guess we'll debate a little bit about some of the stuff that's went on, uh, kind of like we did with the Amityville situation. Okay. The Bell Witch. The Bell Witch story is actually going to start in the, in the early 1800s when John Bell moved his family from North Carolina to Adams, Tennessee. That's uh, not too far from Nashville. It's kind of just outside of Nashville. Uh-huh. And he bought a bunch of land, bought a big house, And over time, he started getting a lot more land, up to about the point of 328 acres. Wow, that's awesome. Part of this um, land had a cave on it on the end. And kind of the river ran through it. And then you had a a cave that was on it. And that's going to come into play a little bit later. John was very well respected. He uh, became one of the richest men in the area. And he also became the elder of uh, Red River Baptist Church. And an elder, if you don't know, is kind of like a deacon. Or in most cases, it's the same thing. He had three more kids once he moved there. In 1806, Betsy was born. We're not going to really talk about a whole lot of the kids because there's not a lot of it's going to really come into play, except for Betsy and John Jr. So we'll kind of focus on them. So back one day in 1817, John was out inspecting one of his cornfields, and in one of the, uh, I guess you could say, a corn roll, not like the kind on, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> not like the kind on these gangsters' heads, like uh, Coolio or nothing. <laughs> It's a different kind of cornrow. But out of, in a, in a cornrow, he saw this animal that he said looked just like a body of a dog, but it had a head of a rabbit. So he, sh- he shot at it a few times, and it, it went away. So you would think, no big deal. Some weird-ass animal. That's so animal. weird. Yeah. What
0: a combination.
1: Yeah, some weird-ass animal. And then, you know, you shot and missed, and there you go.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You would think that would be the end of it. But that night, the bells began, you know, hearing some beating sounds on the outside of their log home. I guess that would be something like, I don't don't know if it had rhythm or not. It might have just been knocks. or. Yeah. It really wasn't that descriptive. I'm
0: sure they weren't trying to tap out a song or anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, there probably wasn't a whole lot of songs back in that day anyway. Could be. A little bit before rock. Yeah. So, anyway, so they they started hearing this. This happened night after night, and it really started becoming more intense. More like.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, I'm just trying to get the dog to bark. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's not barking. That would have been really intense, so if you had the he could have had the head of a rabbit, you don't know. (laughs) So, anyways, so they start this thing gets more intense every night. Then they would run outside and they'd try to catch who's doing it and Mm -hmm. they'd always come back empty handed because there was no never anybody outside. So the weeks that would follow, things really picked up. The kids started waking up in the middle of the night scared off their tails.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: And when they were but they what they were saying is they were heard rats gnawing at their bedposts.
0: Oh yeah, no. Mm mm.
1: So, yeah, I know you would already
0: be. Yeah, I didn't have been out there.
1: So, <laughs> so, that was the first thing they said. Well, then all of a sudden, in in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, they started having the covers yanked off of them. And then the pillows would be thrown into the floor.
0: Dang, that, that's so crazy to me. I can't even, I don't know. You yank the covers off me all the time.
1: Yeah, that's not the same thing. Oh, okay. I have to yank them off of you or I don't get any. Oh. And I mean covers. I don't get any of the other stuff either, but Uh, we're talking specifically. So after a while, they start hearing this faint, whispered voice. They couldn't really understand what it was saying, but it kind of sounded like a feeble old woman singing hymns. I don't know how they put that distinct of a. I can't really tell what it is, but it sounds like an old woman singing hymns.
0: Well, that was pretty pretty distinct to me.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) I can can even picture her doing it.
1: I think Whistler's mother. You know the old. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Then it really starts escalating because Bet- Betsy, she's the youngest one. That's the one I said we was going to make sure we talked about. She started getting attacked. She started getting her hair pulled. She would get slapped relentlessly, and it would leave whelps and handprints all over her. So even though you couldn't see anybody doing it, you could see the results of it.
0: But don't you think it's weird that a ghost can leave a whelp? Well, I mean... Because if you swing at a ghost, your hand goes through the ghost. I
1: think you're thinking of cartoons. No. When have you ever swung at a ghost?
0: Well, never, but I'm just saying, you do so you not see ghosts? So
1: you're insinuating.
0: Did you not see ghosts, what Patrick Swayze did?
1: Well, he's a real ghost now. Let's find out what he's got Aww. to say now.
0: That's sad. I'm okay, just saying, ahead.
1: he would probably have a little more insight now than he did when he was <laughs> making everything. <laughs> he emery. probably would. So anyways, the... Uh, the Bells decided they were going to keep this a secret, right? Well, this went on for a year. And well, finally, they're like, okay, we got to tell somebody because we're obviously not having any luck.
0: Why would they wait a whole year? I, well,
1: I mean, I guess they were probably scared or embarrassed mm-hmm. or who knows. I mean, if the guy was a deacon at a church, I mean, people would probably think you were crazy back yeah,
0: then. Yeah, I guess.
1: So they tell their, their friend and their neighbor, James Johnson. So him and his wife come over. They're like, they're going to spend a night, a couple of nights, and see what's going on. And they had the exact same things happen. The gnawing on the bedpost. They could hear the whispering and what have you. Well, when they were laying in bed, he got the covers yanked off of him. hmm He jumped up out of bed, and he said, in the name... Wait a minute. Let me do this right. And he said, in yeah, the name of the Lord, who are you, and what do you want? How's that? Dang. That sound kind of like a...
0: I would say no. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, anyways. Dry, though. He got no response, and but it was kind of calm the rest of the night, so they at least got some sleep out of it.
0: Yeah.
1: One time, or overtime. It was one time, but it was a whole bunch of times, too. But over a period of time, the entity, if we want to call it, the witch, its voice got really strong to the point to where it was loud and nobody had any problems understanding what it was saying. So it started singing hymns. It would quote scripture. Um, It would carry on, like, intelligent conversations. And at one time, it quoted two sermons that were preached 13 miles apart, word for word.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: So that was its way of proving that it could be anywhere, at any time, even at the same time.
0: Well, that's impressive.
1: So word eventually spread to Nashville, where Major General Andrew Jackson, that's the guy on the $20 bill. You know, yeah,
0: you yeah, know yeah. Once was president, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. Anyway, he became interested because uh, three of John's sons, John Jr., uh, Drury, and Jesse, they all fought for him in the mm-hmm. Battle of New Orleans. So uh, okay. he kind of knew him and somehow or another, I guess, through the relation, got back to him. He became super interested in 1819, President Jackson. Well, he wasn't president then, so I guess that would be. All right, he was, yeah. Pres- he wouldn't even president-elect. He was just general. So General Jackson visited. He brought a bunch of guys with him. and He had his posse. And he had uh, a bunch of horses and wagons mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So they come, as soon as they got to the, um, what do you call it, the the edge of the property of the bells, the horses just stopped.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, they did. They stopped. They didn't move. They were trying to get on the move. And then uh, he stood up and, and said something to the effect of, uh, uh, by eternal, well, wait a minute, I can do that. By eternal, boys, that must be the bell witch. <laughs> That's kind of like a foghorn leghorn. horn. That's by Andrew Jackson... Yeah, that's, okay, I'll give
0: you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> so anyway,
1: one. he said that must be the bell witch. Well, then he hears a female voice, which I won't do, told Jackson that they could proceed and she would see them later that night.
0: Okay, so the they, bell witch yeah, told Yeah, they that? just hear
1: this female voice out of the, out of the blue.
0: Wow. So, Well, wait, the, how did the horse know what she said? They don't know what the ghost said.
1: Well, I guess, I don't know. Maybe she's a horse whisperer.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: Anyways... When they got to the Bell's property, uh, Jackson and, and um, uh, Mr. Bell were kind of killing time talking about Indians. I guess they were talking about, you
0: know, killing Native, Indians.
1: Native Americans, not the Cleveland Indians, because I don't think they existed yet.
0: I'm sure they didn't. So
1: they were trying talking about Native Americans, and they weren't near as uh, politically correct back then, so they just said Indians. And uh, they were just killing time waiting for this entity to appear. Well, one of the guys, trying to be a smartass, He stood up, and he was supposed to be a witch tamer, is what they called him, but he stood up, said he had a pistol with a silver bullet in it, and that's why she hadn't shown her face is because she was scared of the bullet.
0: That only works on vampires. I
1: think it's werewolves.
0: Oh, that only works on werewolves.
1: (laughs) So what's funny, though, is immediately he starts screaming, and he starts being jerked in different directions, and then he starts screaming that he's being uh, stuck by pins. And then he starts getting beaten severely. So this is immediately after he made these comments. Gosh. So then this invisible foot kicks him in the ass and knocks him right out the front door. (laughs) And the witch, she comes, she decides she's going to make herself known. And she says, well, you got another fraud in your little posse. And tomorrow night, I will torment them the same way.
0: Yeah, she was getting off on that, wasn't she?
1: So... Now all the guys are like, they're begging to leave. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, and Jackson's like, no, because he wants to find out who the fraud is in his little group. So they decide, they the guys start setting up their camps and stuff outside. Mm-hmm. they got like tents and stuff. Well, the Jacksons are going to stay, uh, or President Jackson, I'm sorry, General I know you keep Jackson. saying that, but
0: that's all right. I think well, we I'm trying to give the
1: man some courtesy. Well, the man yeah. was a president. Yeah. And it's hard to talk about him before tents. Yeah. Is that even a word? Before tents? Yeah. Anyways, so nobody knows what happened next but the next morning they kind of all fled the property so they didn't bother staying they spent the night but that was it they didn't stay the next night to find out they Mm were seen the next day in springfield which was on their way back to nashville so something spooked them to where they got out of there now keep in mind this haunting because we didn't really talk a lot about dates this took place over like four years now at some point in time they asked this presence, who it was. And she said, Kate Batts. Now, who's Kate Batts? Kate Batts, depending on who you talk to, was also the name of a neighbor. Now, some people say that this whole thing started from him shooting at that animal. Some people will tell you he had a dispute with a neighbor named Kate Batts. And it was over slave selling, apparently she had um, bought a slave, but he overcharged her for it. And she'd even, there's even records where she had filed in the criminal court against him for overcharging for the slave. That's. And supposedly she put a curse on him and did this. Cause, so I don't know if she was a witch or what have you, but this entity claimed to be Kate Bat. Gotcha. And that's what they continued to call her. Well, keep in mind that. Betsy was a strong focal point as well as John Bell. This this entity, or witch as you're gonna call her, constantly claimed that she hated John Bell, but she never said why. Yeah, she I never mean, told anybody why. why. She just said that she hated him and she vowed that she was gonna kill him. That simple. But well, she also tormented the heck out of Betsy. Betsy ended up meeting this guy. His name was Joshua Gardner. He's about the same age as her, he lived around the place. Family loved him. He was like the greatest guy in the world. She was wanting to get married to him. Mm -hmm. And everybody was ecstatic, except for Kate, the witch. She made it clear that she did not like him, and she pretty much forbid Betsy to marry him.
0: So do you think she did that because she knew he was, like, deep inside a horrible person, and they just didn't see that? Or maybe she was trying to protect her?
1: Well, I think a lot of it is to do because she had a teacher a former teacher by the name of Richard Powell. He was about 11 years older than her, but he really liked her. And everybody kind of knew that. And he supposedly was some kind of a student of the occult. And if that was the case, and this is a witch, you can kind of see maybe why yeah. she might side with him a little bit. And it eventually got to the point where, where if Betsy and Joshua went anywhere, they would go down and hang out by that cave. Mm-hmm. And they would go hang out by the, the river or what have you. Wherever they went, this witch tormented them. Constantly just berated them. And just got them to the point to where in uh, on Easter of 1821, Betsy just broke off the engagement.
0: Oh, guess just couldn't take it yeah, no more. They
1: just they couldn't take it anymore. Now, she eventually did end up marrying that Richard Powell guy to mm-hmm. which she had no problems with. She allowed that to happen with no issues whatsoever. So it's just kind of funny that, you know, she's got these major issues with... Uh, so
0: we really don't know whether she was trying to protect Josh or protect her.
1: Well, I'm sure she was trying to protect her, I think. Uh, because after she broke off the engagement, she just kind of left her alone. So this, this, she didn't really get tormented and slapped and ah. hair pulled and all that like that was going on. But she still hated John. <laughs> For whatever reason, uh, her, her intensity towards John just really started manifesting itself. So, you know, back in 1819, John had already started to have twitching in his face and he started having real trouble swallowing. Like his throat would swell up and he just couldn't swallow.
0: You mean she caused that? Yeah, she caused she that. She did?
1: That's what, and that's what she vowed she was going to do. Oh. Uh, she said she hated him so much and she, was, she wasn't going to stop till he was dead. That's what she said. She was going to torture him until he was dead. So 1819, like I said, this is when all this started happening. In the fall of 1820, his health was so bad he couldn't even leave the house.
0: Dang. And if he
1: tried to leave the house, whenever he would start to walk, she would slap his shoes and stuff off of him.
0: So she really, ba- so she wanted him to die a slow, torturous yes. death, and not ex- just like done and done.
1: That's exactly what she wanted. I mean, whenever he would have seizures or something, she would slap him. I mean, it was just like dang, she con- was mean. Yeah, it was constant torment. So what ended up happening? um You'd hear, you could hear her all around the, the farm. Mm-hmm. Her voice was just yelling, you know, you know, and cursing, you know, the old Jack Bell. That's what she called him, old Jack Bell. I guess it's because he was old. I don't know.
0: His name was Jack.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all it all fits. He was John. His <laughs> name was John, but she called him Jack, kind of like that uh, yeah. John F. Kennedy thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Never understand if somebody's like John is Why are you gonna call him Jack? I, I don't it makes know. No sense I do not
0: understand that at all.
1: So John died December twentieth, nineteen, or I'm sorry, eighteen twenty. I'm trying to make him a lot older. Mm-hmm. Eighteen twenty.
0: Well, he's probably relieved.
1: Well, he, he probably was. He slipped into a coma the day before. The family, looking through the cupboards, found a little small vial of brown liquid. hmm And they didn't know what it was. They'd never seen it before. So John Jr. actually gave some to the cat, and the cat, like, died instantly.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: And then she kind of, Kate bats the entity, whatever, the witch, whatever you want to call her, she kind of starts real loudly laughing, and she joyfully just kind of says, Yep, I gave old Jack a a big old dose of that last night. That fixed him.
0: What a hateful thing.
1: (laughs) So then John Jr., he took the vial. He threw it into the fireplace. It turned in like a bluish flame and Mm then kind of flew up the chimney. Is what they say happened.
0: Like on Hocus Pocus?
1: So on Jack's, then he's got his funeral, right? It's like the biggest funeral they've ever seen in that area. A lot of people show up. At the funeral, the witch out at the cemetery, she starts singing drinking games or drinking songs. She starts singing a song about brandy, and then she starts uh, uh, just kind of laughing, and everybody can hear it. All well, the she's people, a psychopath. every people at the, every person at the funeral could hear this stuff. She's laughing loud and singing songs about you know booze and stuff like that, and she sang until the last person left. Mm-hmm. Well, in April eighteen twenty one, she visited Lucy. And she said that she would return in seven years. So not a lot happened from the time he died in December till April. She kind of would show herself, apparently. Now, what's lost in all this is, for whatever reason, she hated Betsy for the longest time. She hated John to the point where she wanted to kill him. But John Jr., she had an affection with. She would want to talk to him and have good conversations about a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And Lucy... She would try to help. She would bring her fruit. She would just... Fruit would, you know, appear out of nowhere and stuff. For it's like she tried to cater to her. So it's like nobody really has a clue as to why she
0: mm-hmm. liked
1: some people and was so hateful to other people. But she tells them she's leaving and she would return in seven years. Sure enough, 1828, she shows back up. She visited John Bell, Jr. And she would discuss stuff with him like the origins of life, civilizations, Christianity and a need for a, a mass, you know, spiritual awakening. She even had supposedly made some predictions about the Civil War that was supposedly, like, dead on. Wow. So, who knows what this chick was. She tells them that she's going to hang around for about three weeks, and then she's going to show up again in 107 years to his closest descendant, John Bell's closest descendant, which that would put it in 1935, and his closest descendant would be Charles... Dr. Charles Bailey Bell.
0: Bailey what? Bailey oh, Bell.
1: Bailey Bell. He, he was a doctor. He lived in, in Nashville. And the thing about him is in 1934, this would have been 1935, right? The in 1934, he actually wrote a book about, you know, the Bell Witch. In the book, he kind of insinuated that maybe this whole thing was a poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Deal, and as you know, we discussed before, poltergeist are typically associated with children in puberty. Out. Well, because poltergeist aren't really ghosts. Poltergeist is an activity that's kind of mentally caused by a teenager going through puberty who's got such emotions, such energies, what mm-hmm. have you, that they can project things to happen it's just like and so that's a a poltergeist a lot of people think poltergeist are like the movie where it's you know poltergeist it's like a ghost or demon a poltergeist typically is a phenomenon that happens more like telekinesis Mm -hmm. than a ghost so that's what happens poltergeist typically do playful things that's why poltergeist typically don't hurt you it's just you know more of this type of thing but this guy insinuates that there possibly was some molestation going on between uh-huh. John Bell Sr. and Betsy, which would have caused her to have a lot of hatred, yeah. which would have caused this thing to manifest. And actually, maybe that's what killed John Bell. Maybe it was not. Well, then he
0: deserves it.
1: So, I mean, but nobody really knows for sure that's it. It depends on who you talk to. Some people swear it has nothing to do with that. Uh, there was a movie that came out called American Haunting that actually did a pretty good job. About this. There's a lot of stuff that wouldn't fax in the movie. Like, they only had, like I think, three kids in the movie, and they had, like, six kids mm-hmm. in real life. But in the movie American Haunting, Kate Batts was a neighbor, and she actually found his shirt and a pair of bloody panties.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: and she made the insinuation, and that's, yeah. that's where the whole haunting came from. Uh, but, like I said, that's what the movie insinuated. But I think they're taking part of this Dr. Bailey's uh, book his insinuations. And, yeah. And they're, and they're putting that into the movie. But none of that's ever actually been proven. It's just been yeah. kind of thought that that could be the situation.
0: I mean, I can see that because he's a jerk and he needed to be, had his penis cut off or whatever. But, so, and so the doctor, now did he have any, so did she contact him? Suppo- suppo-
1: he never said that she contacted him. Right. So, and and the book was like a year before she was supposed to contact him, So nobody ever knows if she's ever been heard from. As as far as that goes, but I told you that there was a lot of things on the property, such as a cave. And the Bellwitch Cave is actually available today that people can go actually visit. It's a real pretty little cave, but mm-hmm. there's supposedly sightings all around it. There's sightings all over the property that was once his property. It's all been divided up and everything now. The original house isn't there, but there's a, a log cabin that's supposed so to be in like the replica. Yeah, you can actually go there. Oh, that's cool. And you can you can visit a house that looks just like his on, on a property, mm-hmm. it's just not in the same place, and you can take tours of the cave.
0: Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, we that's should pretty do cool. That.
1: Now, what supposedly happened was people claim that the witch, that that cave is a portal mm-hmm. in and out. And the witch would actually go into the cave and go through the portal and come back. So that cave was actually her in and out, which is why they call it the Bellwitch Cave.
0: Oh, well, that's interesting.
1: So there's, but there's a lot of sightings around there. Uh, we talked about the, um, um, the animal that was like a dog, yeah, and uh, and the rabbit head. But a lot of people claim to see black panthers around there all the time, and that's not a place where there are black would be, panthers. Well,
0: yeah, I, would, I wouldn't yeah. think that would be the yeah. case.
1: and uh, so that's not a place where you had that. But yet, there's a lot of sightings of it. So it's kind of went back in history um, of the Bell Witch. But that's that's pretty much the story. And like I said, it's this. This stuff is all documented. That's the thing about this. Uh, there were several people that came and saw this stuff. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this. Jo- John Bell was a rich man. He was a very generous man. He might have come across as a jerk in this, but he was a very generous man. And, and he had a lot of people come stay with him during this four years, mm-hmm. and he fed all of them. Oh, no so he who did, the, like he yeah. didn't let
0: anybody go hungry and stuff no, like no, that? No,
1: no, these people would come and stay. Anybody who wanted to come experience it, he would let them stay. He would feed them. And he pretty much went broke over this time.
0: Now, see, how are you going to, I mean, it's hard to believe if somebody did such nice things as that would do a rotten thing.
1: But you don't know that he did a rotten but thing. That's that true. was just one of the insinuations. All right,
0: so now I feel bad because I said that. You
1: have some family members that swear that that was never, ever something that was brought up in consideration. And then some people say they'd make the conclusion because of the book, because mm-hmm. he kind of insinuates that that's kind of what it could be.
0: And nobody will ever know.
1: Nope. Probably not. Now, there was a psychic uh, a couple years ago that claims that she was contacted by Betsy and uh, that her ghost actually told her that she was molested by her dad. But nobody knows if, you know, is that something that really happened or is she feeding off the story? Mm
0: -hmm. Like Uh, Miss Cleo?
1: Yeah, like Miss Cleo, except not Jamaican, Mon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. It'd be kind of cool if we could, like, transport ourselves back into those years wouldn't it be kind of cool just to kind of see about that stuff, all these stories that's come out?
1: I'd like to just get a home-cooked meal.
0: Well, what the hay?
1: I'm not eating the hay. I'm not going all the way back in town to eat hay. I can eat hay here.
0: What are you trying to say? Nothing. you trying to say I don't cook?
1: No, no, I wouldn't say that at all. Well... Hmm. Anyways,
0: yeah, you better be changing the subject there, mister.
1: We wish all you guys a happy <laughs> new year. That wraps up this story.
0: Yeah, you guys, we do wish you a happy new year. 2016, I don't know what to say. I mean, there's a lot of good, a lot of bad, but you know, I guess that's how it goes. But we hope you guys have a great new year. Looking forward to good things happening to everybody.
1: Yep, we're looking forward to getting you. We, we want to make this show the best it can be. We're going to try to come up with some awesome stories. Um, Give us some feedback on something. Everybody likes the rock and roll and the occult shows we do, and we're going to definitely do another one of those in January. And uh, we'll have a special guest. Ricky's going to join us. We'll have all three of us on the podcast for the first time. Awesome. And uh, we're going to do that. But I'm thinking that possibly... We might be able to do, like we did tonight with the John Lennon thing with the song, just add a little bit. You know, maybe instead of doing whole shows based on that, that maybe at the end of a show like this one, maybe we just talk about one artist and something they went through, and it's 10 minutes or something like that. And then that way every show's got a little bit spread out, and the people who like that, they can have a segment every show. So if that's something you think is a good idea, send us a message. Like us on Facebook. We're trying to get our listeners uh, up on there. It seems like we get 40 or 50 new likes every week, so that's awesome. Like I said, we're on Stitcher now and uh, iTunes and reviews on there help us out. If you can do that, we greatly appreciate it. But we love you guys, and we appreciate everything you do for us, and, and uh, you make us very happy to do what we do, which is continue to be the uh, strive to be the best we can for you guys.
0: Absolutely, guys. We sure
1: do. And like I said, if you got any stories, ghost stories, uh, send them to us because, as a matter of fact, I've got a couple to read to you right now. All right, this is the first one. This one's from Anthony. He says, back in the spring of 97, I was going to college up in Boston. My then-girlfriend had broken up with me, and after doing everything possible, I got her to agree to go on a date with me. And, you know, I had to play by her rules. So after a night of drinking and clubbing, I took her home, and since she didn't want me drinking and driving, I was relegated to the couch. As I am sleeping, I feel someone shake me hard and call my name, but when I opened my eyes, there was nothing there. Being the tough guy that I am, I jumped up, ran into her room and got into bed with her. (laughs) Needless to say, when she woke up she was pissed at me. After I told her what happened, we went and got some breakfast, and on the way home from the restaurant, we went and stopped by this little small Catholic church. We go up to the altar rail and we say a few prayers when this old priest walked up on us. There's no way that that we could have seen him enter, but there he was. We really didn't pay much attention to it. At the time, because, you know, he walks up to my girlfriend, takes her hand, and asks jokingly if we were there to get married, for which she snapped no. He then says, Christy Anthony knows what he did was wrong, and he's sorry that he lied to you. And he looked, you know, how hard he's been working to prove this to you over the past two weeks. At this point, I'm starting to get a little freaked out because neither of us told him our names, nor did we say our names while we were in the church. I, think, I thanked him, and we leave on the way home. I asked her what she thought because she didn't want to talk about it. The next day, we go back to the church to make a donation, but we were met by a much younger priest. I asked about the older priest, and he said that he was the only priest at the church because it was a small church. He brought us into his office and the directory, and he shows us a picture, and we were like, yeah, that's him, that's him. The priest told us the older one had been dead for six years. The people reported seeing him, especially when they were having relationship trouble. Needless to say, she took me back, but unfortunately, it didn't last much longer than that. Oh,
0: dang. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, that's kind
1: of a cool story. Yeah.
0: All
1: right, this is the first one. This one's from Anthony. He says, Back in the spring of 97, I was going to college up in Boston. My then-girlfriend had broken up with me, and after doing everything possible, I got her to agree to go on a date with me. And, you know, I had to play by her rules. So after a night of drinking and clubbing, I took her home, and since she didn't want me drinking and driving, I was relegated to the couch. As I am sleeping, I feel someone shake me hard and call my name, but when I opened my eyes, there was nothing there. Being the tough guy that I am, I jumped up, ran into the room, and got into bed with her. (laughs) Needless to say, when she woke up, she was pissed at me. After I told her what happened, we went and got some breakfast, and on the way home from the restaurant, we went and stopped by this little small Catholic church. we go up to the altar rail, and we say a few prayers when this old priest walked up on us. There's no way that, that we could have seen him enter, but there he was. We really didn't pay much attention to it at the time because, you know, he walks up to my girlfriend, takes her hand, and asks jokingly if we were there to get married, for which she snapped No. He then says, Christy Anthony knows what he did was wrong, and he's sorry that he lied to you. And he looked, you know, how hard he's been working to prove this to you over the past two weeks. At this point, I'm starting to get a little freaked out because neither of us told him our names, nor did we say our names while we were in the church. I I thanked him, and we leave on the way home. I asked her what she thought because she didn't want to talk about it. The next day, we go back to the church to make a donation, but we were met by a much younger priest. I asked about the older priest, and he said that he was the only priest at the church, because it was a small church. He brought us into his office, into the rectory, and he shows us a picture, and we were like, yeah, that's him, that's him. The priest told us the older one had been dead for six years, but people reported seeing him, especially when they were having relationship trouble. Needless to say, she took me back, but unfortunately, it didn't last much longer than
0: that. Oh, dang. Wow, that's, oh, that's kind of cool, yeah, though. Yeah, that's kind
1: of a cool story. Yeah. This next one is from Philip from Tennessee. He says, when I was a little boy, my dad told me that I had the decrement of spirits. My whole life, I saw things that I couldn't explain. I had visions of things that would happen. I had to move home after my divorce. One night, I went to bed. My parents' dog never went to bed with me, but for some reason, this night, he did. Around 2 a.m., he starts pushing on my side like he was backing up from the edge of the bed, So I was like, this damn stupid dog. So I looked to see what he's looking at. And he's looking at the closet. So monkey see, monkey do. I looked and standing right in front of the closet was a shadow of what looked like a large man. I was always told, never take your eyes off a ghost or it will disappear. So now I'm just staring at it. I'm starting to get out of bed. I was going to grab this thing. The dog will not let me get out of the bed. So I looked down to push the dog off the bed, and when I looked up, it was gone. The next morning, I got up and went into the kitchen where my mom was cooking breakfast. She asked how I slept, and I told her not good. She asked why. I said, well, someone or something was there last night. She turned white as a sheet. I asked what, and she said, your dad told me the exact same thing. Keep in mind, my dad had gotten up before me and was not in the house. Mm. That's spooky as hell, Philip.
0: Yeah. I don't like that. Please
1: don't come to my house if you're going to bring that stuff with you. That's scary. Yeah, I don't like that. And don't come to my house if you're a Volunteers fan. And
0: that's
1: all. Just kidding. I love all Volunteer fans, as long as they listen to the show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Send us your stories if you want it read on the air, and we'll sure enough read it. We will see you guys next week. I have no idea what the show is going to be, but I think it's going to be on black-eyed children. So if you haven't heard about that phenomenon... Uh, that's something cool to look at. So
0: oh, I'm interested to hear about that myself.
1: Good. Maybe you'll actually study on this one.
0: I think I will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you, guys. We'll see you. Have a good New Year.
0: Happy New Year, honey. They would like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in you are all invited back next week to this locality to have a heaping helping of their hospitality. Hillbilly, that is. Y'all come back now, Here.